As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Brav Bros. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined as always by the one and only Working McGurkin. What's up, McGurks? Oh, I don't like that. That's <laughs> McGurkin sounds gross. It does, yeah. but it rhymes with working. It, it does. And you've it, been working it, today. It, it rhymes with something else that I don't want to talk about. Um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, working today sucked. But I look, it was nice out today. It was. The sun's still up. Weird. Monday, sun up. Just not happy, you know? Just tired. No, I get it. I get it. It's it's definitely a very Monday kind of Monday. I woke up 100% on the wrong side of the bed today. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I didn't hear from you until like... 3 p.m. That's rare. Yeah. Usually I check in early in the morning. Yeah. I just, I had myself a day. I don't know. And I had to cook for people and I was like angry cooking, which I don't like to do. Angry cooking? Yeah. Yeah. You can ask Dev. It's like, you know, when I put like the the tray in the oven, it's, it's a little more, uh, a little more, uh, you know what I mean? I will say watching Miami and that's what we're going to discuss today. A lot of people have been asking like, where's the Miami coverage? Don't worry. We watched it. Everything's a little hectic again with the, the recording schedule since we're putting out so many eps, but we will make sure we get all of the uh, the big ones, and we love Miami, so we had to make sure we tied a bow on it, so that's what we're discussing today. I have a whole lot to say. I am furious. Yeah, this is this might just be a day where I let you go ranting. I am going to rant today. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to preface it, and this episode deserves to be ranted upon. Like a disclaimer? Yeah, disclaimer, I'm going to talk a lot of shit about Larsa, because what a horrible person. And we'll get there. We will get there. But, uh... Before we get into it, I do want to rank the show's final ranking because Beverly Hills wrapped. I'm not going to bring into account the reunions. I just want to rank the shows. We had three finish out so far. Soho finished up, Miami finished up, and Beverly Hills finished up. So we're heading into reunion season, which is somewhat refreshing. I like to wrap the shows up so we can move on to the next batch. we got Summer House coming out. We already came out. We've got... The Valley premiering soon, so we it's get not until March. Dive Let's just deal one. with that later. Yeah, it's almost March. <laughs> I know, but it's like mid-March though. I think it's the. I don't think it's that late. I think it's like March 9th. God, I could be totally wrong. That's just a date I just named. But this is when it gets the most complicated though, because we've got so many shows. Like shows are finishing up, and we don't even talk about Potomac anymore. But we always have to shoehorn it into each episode because it. I, I don't you off. I don't even have the energy to shoehorn today. Good. Okay, and we don't have to talk about that. But all of the other shows are ending, and then obviously there's some overlap. VPR has been on for a couple of weeks now. Summer House is out. So it just gets so confusing. It does. It does. I'll lead us off. Okay, I'm going to start out. I'm going bottom to top here, and this is tougher because a lot of shows have been good, but I'm going to go with the bottom of the list for me is Beverly Hills. Probably. I, I thought that it was an underwhelming finish. I think it's even more frustrating now that I'm seeing more and more come out from Mo's show on Netflix. Yeah, dude. And they're actually getting into everything. In the first like two episodes of the season, that drives me nuts. Yeah. So we're not even, unless you're watching that show, we're not privy to that information. So that's annoying. So Beverly Hills is in last place. After that, I've got, honestly, Vanderpump. 
underwhelming thus far. It, it's doing a lot of things that I was afraid that it was going to do. It's forcing things. It's not exploring new routes, which I get. Again, it's only three months removed from Scandival. But they had a long time to plan. It was, you know, productions is a different story. And I am firmly on board with you where they should have waited. Mm-hmm. They should have waited to pick up the cameras. That was their fault. However, that's hindsight. I think everybody would agree that with the volatile nature of Scandival, it makes sense that they were like, oh, we got to get the cameras up. But I think they did a massive disservice. It's too close. We're too far removed, and they're too close to it. So that's where my issue is with that. After that is Summer House. Because it was a great first episode. I'm excited to see what they do in the next one when we start bringing other people into the house. Then we've got Soho, because I thought they did phenomenal. They're number two. That was a great season, great finale. We're getting to see our rookies warm up, and I love to see the rookies catch their stride. A lot of people on that show hit their stride. Numero uno, just watched the finale. Miami had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. Now, over to you. Over to me. Uh, also have Beverly Hills in the basement, firmly in the basement, and for the exact same reasons. I could not believe how much content I was getting from the trailer for the trailer. Mo's show. <laughs> the fucking trailer. We got more from that trailer than we got the entire season of Beverly episodes. Hills. episodes. And we get more, obviously, because, and we'll talk about this a little bit more as the uh, reunion comes up, in the next, or I guess within this week. But you have the text exchange from Dorit and Kyle. I read yep. through that. I read through all the comments that were associated with that. Kyle just did not want to share anything this entire season. No, That's she, what it comes down to. And she tried to like manipulate Dorit with that text. That's mm-hmm. all that was. That wasn't her actually apologizing. It wasn't her actually addressing anything. No, was, dude, the timing is everything. You can't do that the day before the reunion the before. and not expect people to be able to read through the lines. Like That's insane. So yeah, Beverly Hills is in the basement uh, also because of the cringy-ass Mo video that he posted. Oh yeah, I People posted are into that. my life and I'm going to dance around it like a fuck off, dude. Um, so yeah, Beverly Hills bottom. I've actually got Miami going into the fourth slot. Really? Yeah, I didn't really. Miami was fine. It's just, I felt like the storylines got a little annoying. With in, in what regards? I didn't give a shit about Lisa's thing anymore. Oh no, that I was. That. I think I, you could argue that was the main storyline of the year. I love obviously the moments with Julia, which we'll get into with Julia and Martina. Um, but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot more for me, especially finale wise. Like, yeah, Lars is a piece of shit, but we've known that. She had a good couple of episodes there where she kind of kept her mouth shut, but the I didn't true get Larsa shine through. The true Larsa shine through, and I don't enjoy watching that. So no, I, I've got that towards the bottom. Uh, VPR slides into three. It's consistent. I'm a, I'm a little concerned of where they're going to go with it, and we've talked about that at nauseum at this point. But you know, at some point, we're just going to have to sit down and watch. So I've got that right in the middle. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Summer House. We talked about this with Ryan Bailey uh, for the episode that actually dropped yesterday. If you're listening today. I always enjoy Summer House because it was my first Bravo show that I really got into, that I really enjoyed on a week-to-week basis. So seeing them come back to the house always excites me. I will a thousand percent eat my words by the end of the year, I'm sure, oh, yeah. because I will be bored at some point. But I always enjoy watching them get back to the house. And I've got Soho at number one. Soho, I think, had such a good season, and it's great to see that they're getting some notoriety. Some of the bigger Bravo pages are picking up. Showing a little bit more from that, saying that they're excited about the third season, seeing where it goes. And overall, I think it was a great season. And the finale and reunion kind of capped that in. It did. And people are going to think that we're paid by Southern Hospitality. We are not. We're not. We were just there before you. Yeah, we just got on that train before you guys. But hey, 
There's plenty of room, so climb aboard. Choo-choo. Climb aboard. But You don't get to sit in first class. We sit in first class. Yeah, because we've been here. We've been here. We've been here. We're important. No, we're not. But anyway, make sure you get tickets to our live show, and that is next week. That's next Wednesday. Next week. So if you have... What are you going to wear? What am I going to wear? Yeah. I'm probably going Phillies in some way, shape, or form, because it's okay. spring training, and it's home turf. I'm going to rep the boys, probably. Nothing wacky. Like, I'm going to put an actual, like, outfit together. I'm not wearing jorts or the overalls. I might go with the... Uh, my dad's um, BP top, BP, for you those of you that don't last know. year. I Philly. know, and I don't want to repeat an outfit, but I do kind of like the, like, I wear my home jersey at home. <laughs> I get that, but, I mean, you're famous now. You have to think Stop. about not wearing the same thing. You can't wear Ooh. the same fit. We're not famous, first and foremost. I didn't say we were famous. I said you're famous. How? Stop it. You've got, like, Man Crush Monday going on on Twitter. Have you seen that? I do? Yeah, there's, dude, there's guys that are calling you out, girls that are calling you out. What are you talking about? You're famous, bro. No, are you referring to the the arthritis post? Yeah, there's the arthritis <laughs> post, and then there was another guy who said, uh, tweeted yesterday or the day before, is this a safe space to talk about my crush on Steel? Oh, so you know, that was all the same thread. That woman That was the same thread? Okay. Yeah, that right. woman responding with arthritis uh, was in response okay. to... That man saying it's a safe yeah. space. So uh, I'm actually going to call it X right now because, and you'll understand why. X is getting weird, so I I don't know what's. I try to not pay attention. At least my, like my personal feed is fine because it's all just sports and jokes. Yeah. When we go over to the podcast side for whatever reason, we get the weirdest shit in the world, and neither of us are actually. We don't like, interact with post. it. Yeah, that's it. I don't go on it. So no. if that's the standard feed. It is. It's dark. It, it's very dark. There are a lot of weird things that should not be. Well, I mean, they're on the internet, and you know. They should be on Reddit. Exclusively. They should be like on like the not on Twitter, not on X. Rather, it's like so fights. It's like it's people saying horrible things to other people. It's just it's yeah. a. I don't like to go on our Twitter. Yeah, it's I very just dark. Post on it and then I bounce. Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh, it's the algorithm. It's what you guys are interacting with." No, it's not. It's really we not. interact with our fans. Yep, and then we post things. That's it. That we don't go on there. I go on Instagram like exclusively, pretty much. What if that says YouTube. something about our fans though? Oh, you we're interacting with reflection. our fans, and it's like, <laughs> hey, you know what? This you might be interested in this because a guy that you commented, oh, maybe. If you guys are watching fight videos on X, stop it, stop it, because it's leaking into our page. I don't go on your private like browser. Yeah, but as I was saying, our live show is next week in Philly at the City Winery, March sixth. It's Wednesday night. If you haven't gotten tickets yet, there's only a few left. We've had like a we had a huge push early on where we sold a ton of tickets. Then we had a lull. We've had recently a huge push again. So there's really not a lot left. Go get those tickets ASAP if you want to come hang out with us next Wednesday night. Doors open at 6, I believe. Show starts at 7. It's going to be a blast. Get your tickets to that one. What else we got, Magoots? We've got DC May 3rd at yep. the Union Stage. Make sure you get your tickets for that. That's going to be our first Friday show, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And you have no excuses. Yeah, it's Friday. No excuses. You don't have work the next day. Well, you shouldn't. People shouldn't work on weekends. I agree. Yeah. Everybody should not work on weekends. So make sure you get there, get your tickets, get in there. It's going to be a really fun time. And that's a little bit of a bigger room. So that doesn't mean you have more time to get tickets. It just means you can you know, move around a little bit. Or fill that room. Yeah. If bring can... your friends. Bring your family. Bring your dog. Please bring your fucking dog, actually. You can't bring your dog. Don't put that Smuggle out Smuggle your dog in. Don't. If you... Wait. Wait. We'll if bring you, your dog on stage. If, if you are there. able to smuggle your dog, I feel like we're setting a dangerous. We are, here. I know. But if you can, they have like smuggle... bark at the park. Why not? You know, we'll think of a a good uh, catchphrase for that. I don't have one yet, but we'll fi- we'll think of one. If you can smuggle a dog, we'll we'll bring you on stage. Absolutely. Well, if we'll bring you the can dog. Smuggle on stage. a big dog. 
We'll bring both of you on stage. Yes, absolutely. It's so like you get your German Shepherd in there and you dress him up like as a human being, like a little rascal scenario. <laughs> now we're there. We're going off the rails. Uh, so yeah, make sure you get your tickets for DC. That's Friday, May third, and then we also have Friday, June fourteenth in Boston. Yep. Come see the bros up there. Steel makes a point to say this every time. It is a smaller venue. It only has like 70 seats. 70 total. That's so it, it is going to be small. It's going to be close and intimate. intimate. Hell yeah. yeah. So make sure you get your tickets for that because we will be up there and we'll be making sure to see Fenway Park. Yeah, We're we got see... Phillies on Thursday night. Yep. And then so we got the show on Friday. You can check us out in our overalls the night before because both of us agreed that we will be wearing overalls to that game. And make sure you get your tickets for that. Make sure you get them soon because that will sell out very quickly. Yeah, 70 is not a big number, and hopefully we don't get in a fight at Fenway wearing our overalls. No, we won't. Boston fans are normal. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The good thing is they're soft, so we do get in a scuffle. We'll be on stage the next night. Don't you worry. I'll get us out of Hawk. That'll actually look pretty cool, though. We walk in with, like, black eyes. Black eyes. Cut lip. (laughs) Why not? What happened? Ah, some idiot was talking shit on the the Green Monster last night. I went to a mosh pit the night before. Yeah. Uh, There was a... uh, Dropkick Murphy's concert. uh, There was a Sum 41 (laughs) concert last night. Yeah, we got in there. Fat lip, get it? Yeah, uh, I get it. Yeah, no, that went over my head, but nicely done. Anyway, it is time to discuss the finale of... Last one of the... Oh, no, we got a couple more. Yeah, reunion. Got, three reunion episodes. So Mr. 305. Mr. Worldwide. That's right. It's Miami time, baby. And it was the finale. And we talked about it a little bit already. This is why I appreciate that we have different ways to watch these shows. Because when I watched this, I was like, oh, great. End of the season. Enough happened for me. Larsa's horrible. What a terrible human being. But solid episode. Other side of the room. You didn't enjoy it that much. Didn't enjoy it that you, much. Why? What What was the issue with it? Well, it's that was more of like an overall season outlook. While I didn't think that it was the worst season I've ever watched, I didn't think it was the best. I, I There were times where I definitely wasn't entertained. We hit a lull in the middle where it was just constantly talking about the same thing with Lisa over and over and over again. And I just didn't really care for any of that. But this one in particular... It was weird, honestly, because I thought the whole Michael Jordan issue was not that big of a deal. It's not. And it was weird to me specifically because I found myself agreeing with Larsa. I'm like, you know what? It kind of sucks. Like, you just had your boyfriend's father, who is very, very, very famous, out in the open say that he doesn't support your relationship and your friends are just digging into that. That kind of sucks. I felt a little bad. I didn't actually feel bad for her, but I was more so of the thinking this isn't that big of a deal. Maybe we just drop it because she's not going to say anything. Marcus is agreeing with his dad, honestly, like he's laughing. So yeah, I didn't really understand any of that. And then obviously by the end of the episode, everybody rightfully so hates Larsa. Other than that, you know, it, it, there wasn't a lot to tie a bow on necessarily. There wasn't a lot of storylines. Like, yes, obviously we have Gertie who's going through cancer treatment. And then we find out obviously that she is cancer free at the end. And that's the only thing that really matters. Hoorah. I don't know why I just said hooray. <laughs> I wanted to say hooray. <laughs> Whatever. We're Marines now. She's um, a warrior. That's why. She's a warrior. There yeah. we go. Good job. Hoorah. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, like there wasn't a lot to tie a bow on. Like we didn't get a lot out of most of the other people on the show. And that's, you know, the fine. that's fine. That's I, I wasn't bored. It's just, you know, it was fine. See, but like. I think you, you're powered by your hate for Larsa. Partly, you're like, no, yeah, she's a terrible person, so that was both, a good episode it's for me. that partly, but it's also, I love, like, the Gertie scenes so much, like, seeing her with Russell and the support and stuff like that. 
I guess for me, why it was a solid finale to a great season when I look at it is because I'm comparing it to the other Housewives show that we were watching during, and that's Beverly Hills, which lacked in so many different aspects that I thought Miami delivered on. But it's interesting to me that Beverly Hills gets the ratings simply because it's Beverly Hills. Because yeah, if you compare course. the two seasons, Miami did a lot more. There was more emotion. There was more storylines, I thought, than what we got from Beverly Hills. Definitely way seeing... more. But I don't want to compare those two because, like you said already, Beverly Hills is Beverly Hills. They're going to get the ratings. They're going to get the ranking. Ratings, ratings matters for those in-between shows, not necessarily up top. Because you know, even if it's a terrible product, I mean... Potomac's still getting good ratings, yeah, and we know that they haven't done shit the entire season. Well, people like hate thing. watching now. That happens. I don't know. I think they're just watching because they're used to it. It's kind of the same thing as Beverly Hills. It's like, yeah, I'm going to put it on because I watched Beverly Hills my entire life. Like that's just what's going to happen. Turned I guess. Into a background watch. Yeah, I think it kind of has in a way. But something like Miami, something obviously like Soho. Um, you know, we monitored VPR over the last couple of years before Scandal. Now it doesn't really matter. The ratings matter for those shows, and Miami's doing okay. Obviously, they benefited from taking the pause, mm. which is good, uh, and it is still a good show. It's just, you know, it didn't really do it for me in the finale. That's interesting, but let's dive into it, and we start out with Larson and Marcus right out of the gate with some separation anxiety, which is good, because I was having separation anxiety from not seeing these two do their podcast in a very I long know. time. They should do it every episode, honestly. They should start every episode with a segment of separation anxiety to show that they have nothing to talk about. Because they don't have anything to talk about. This time they do, I guess, because of the Michael Jordan thing. I'm on the same exact page as you here. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares that Michael Jordan, like, yeah, no shit, he said no. I'm actually, the funny thing is, when it's the two of them talking, I'm okay with it. My problem didn't lie with Larsa and Marcus talking. No, it's the rest of the group digging into it. It's the rest of the group digging into it. And you know what it is? It comes down to sharing on a housewife show. Yeah. This is something that Larsa and Larsa. You know, she's taken that role where she just kind of instigates in other people's problems. She doesn't share a whole lot from her life aside from, well, I just took like 50 feet pictures today and, you know, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. That's really the only thing that we've gotten from Larsa, you know, between that and just generalized anxiety about being away from Marcus for a couple of days. Weird. But now they finally... It's not generalized. It's separation anxiety. I didn't want to say it. It's separation anxiety. It is. It's it's full-blown separation anxiety. I feel bad for them every time they're apart. They paid us to plug their podcast. They definitely (laughs) did. I will never listen to an episode of that. Um, But they finally have something to talk about. And I actually wanted to see the insight from this because you have Larsa, who we've discussed to a very serious extent of what her relationship is to Michael Jordan and how much she's seen him and blah, blah, blah. I want to see how she actually feels about that. I want to see how Marcus feels about her, his father laughing on an interview or a quick little interview about his relationship with Larsa. Like those are the things that I actually did want to see just to see how they reacted. It's you're right. It's the rest of the group digging into it because it's not really that big of a deal. And I think that they're just trying to get Larsa to show something from her personal life on camera because the rest of them have done that. That makes a lot of sense because I was I was confused by it too. I was like, "This why why does Julia need an answer about this? Like, what's so it's like pressing they were giddy this? when they found the news? They're like, "Ooh!" And there's no way that it was just coincidental in the fact that somebody asked her about how Michael Jordan feels about it, and the very next day that dropped. Yeah, there's no somebody knew or the way they played production a little bit. Maybe I don't really know. I don't know, but regardless, it was uh, this scene was whatever. I I agree that this would have been a good time to get some kind of information out of the two of them as to how they're feeling. Marcus handled it how you should handle it. He brushed it off, said whatever. I'm sure him and his dad have had a conversation. I would bet that there was a phone call at some point or another after this came out in which they talked 
it's clearly squashed enough that I promise you all, I don't know how many of you out there are like basketball fans or Michael Jordan fans, if Michael Jordan had an issue with this, we would know about it. And I don't think that Marcus would be dating Larsa because Michael Jordan... He's we would know quiet. about it through the channels. No, he, he doesn't talk to the press that often. He doesn't often. talk to the press, but he's yeah. also not afraid to be like, yeah, fuck that. Like, he... I don't know, man. I think that the reaction that we got was pretty tame compared to what it would have been if he really didn't support Maybe that's him. a good yeah, way to put it. Yeah. Like, him just laughing it off and saying no, I think he's just annoyed that he, he had to answer have the time question. For it. He doesn't have He doesn't, care. yeah. So, I, I think that's more so, but... I have a question for you to take this to, like, a psychological level. Okay. Do you think that it... In any way, is this relationship, I'm not saying that they're not actually into each other or any of that shit, but do you think that when this started at the very least, is there some underlying issue between Marcus and his father where he's like, oh, this is like a good way to kind of take a dig at my dad in any way? Because that's kind of what I'm, I don't know. It's just the whole thing as I'm, I've been trying yeah. to make sense of it all season, as you know, does that play a factor where he's kind of like, fuck you, dad? I don't think so, honestly. No? No, I, I maybe originally he could have, Marcus could have thought that it was kind of funny. Maybe, like, I, oh, I'm flirting with Scotty's ex. Like, that's kind of interesting. Maybe. Oh, so but I, I actually do think that they like each other, I which do is now. very I'm interesting. Saying, like, when it started, was there an air of, like, kind of, like, flipping off maybe both Not Scotty and on, Michael? I don't think so. I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, we don't know enough about Marcus to be able to kind of dig into that. That's very he true. He doesn't show enough of his actual personality, or maybe that's Bravo's I fault seem, or Marcus's fault. I think he fault, seems like a decent dude. He seems dude. like a decent dude, but... Yeah, no, I, I really don't think so. I think that he hit it off. I think at one point in time, he probably did think it was a little funny. Maybe his friends thought it was funny. His family thought it was funny. But no, I think that he generally, I, I think he genuinely likes her. I do too now. I just didn't know if like, if there was a point in which maybe this was to take a dig or if he thought it was funny. I don't know. But another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's keep moving because we're going to have to talk about Larsa a lot this episode. We can't get pinned down on this first scene, but we get Gertie and Nicole, and Nicole shares that she might be doing IVF, which, as we know, it worked. She's pregnant right now and probably having her baby somewhat soon. But the whole focus of this episode takes shape right here because we find out that Gertie's about to start chemo. She's doing four sessions every three weeks, so it's going to span over about 12 months, or sorry, 12 weeks, so about three months uh, to get through the chemo and then she's finishing up with radiation. So it's getting very real, but it's also, you see her has, she's come to terms with the fact that she's about to get treatment because she's much more composed when talking about it, which is great to see her, that she's confident with it. And she still has an issue with everything that's happened with Larsa this season. And I was glad that this came back up because I thought it got brushed over so quickly. I didn't think that anybody held her feet to the fire. I didn't think people pressed Larsa enough 
and something that's going to appear later on in this episode, we've watched it all season. Why does no one say anything when Larsa starts doing this bullshit? Like, why is Gertie the only one defending herself? Why does anybody else, like, not jump up and go, hey, dumbass, she has cancer, shut the fuck up? Like, that, I'm very confused by that. Yeah, I don't really know. And, I mean, the least surprising thing of all was Lisa coming to her defense, but... Coming to Larsa's defense. Coming to Larsa's defense, I yeah. I don't really know. And, and I guess, yeah, I am glad that it came back around, but I also would have been completely fine if it didn't come back around because Gertie's dealing with what Gertie's dealing with. So if she doesn't want to do it, then that's her prerogative. If she doesn't have the energy to go after Larsa for what she said and what she did in the beginning of the season, that's fine by me. Nobody else was going to do it. I never really questioned why nobody else did it. That's the thing. Like, I don't, it just, you're right. It got brushed away. If these people were friends, it seems like everybody's just trying to like keep things copacetic or argue about dumb shit. Yeah. Instead of here's something on a silver platter, you guys can go attack Larsa for being a terrible person. And nobody not? really does. Yeah, nobody does. And maybe it's because they've done it before. And the way that Larsa handles those things is she deflects and deflects and doesn't seem to actually care. That's fair. So maybe they just don't really feel like battling because there's nothing's going to come of it. If it was about any other topic, I hear you. Yeah. The fact that we're discussing lack of sympathy and empathy for Gertie's fight with cancer makes that null and void. It definitely does. But I, I was it's very confusing. Every time that Gertie gets into it, everyone else like sits there like just watching it happen. I'm like, somebody fucking say something. Help her out. This is ridiculous. But moving on, we get Alexia in her new house. Um, she actually ended up picking up the one that we had seen. So they move in. It's a smaller space. Still very nice. Still an obscene amount of money. And they're right on the water. It looks nice. But she has a discussion with Peter about who's going to take care of Frankie when she's gone. And Peter says that he's going to step into that role. You know, touching scene, whatever. Whether or not Peter can handle taking on that role is a different story. But that's not for us to say. Nope. It's not for us to I, say. We, we do not get an opinion on that one. Nope, we don't. And the biggest thing, I think, is... What I want to talk about this scene or why I brought this scene up because not a whole lot happened. I just want to give Alexia some props for this season because I hated Alexia and Marisol last year. I thought Alexia handled herself very well this year. I don't think she put herself in any terrible positions where I like was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like she got into it with Nicole a few times, but that's we're used to that because they just haven't vibed very well. Right. I feel like Marisol and Alexia have had their issues with Nicole. Rightfully so too, because I felt like the whole Anna situation deserved Alexia to kind of pop off a little bit. So that not, was fine. Again, not at Nicole, at Adriana. Uh, yeah, they definitely gave Adriana, Adriana a pass. Yeah. But like weird. I, but I was still fine with the way the that all thing. of that worked out. And the way that Alexia was this season, I do agree. She somehow was able to rein it in to the point where yes she still was able to pop off when it was appropriate yeah but reasonably reasonably and she was still able to throw shade when she was talking about lisa and whatever else may have happened and she didn't annoy me i don't know how she came back good season I'm back of the season good season and like that's the thing because she wasn't as explosive on like the touch of a dime when she did have something to say. On the say, touch would, of a dime? Is that, that a thing? I don't know. On the touch, I feel like that's a saying. Flip of a coin? Flip of a coin, touch of... No, I think touch of a dime's a thing. I don't know, dude. Hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick. <laughs> We're taking a quick pause here. No, it's not. That's not a That's not a phrase. It's just nothing? No, there's something with a dime. Is there anything close to it? There is. It Turn didn't of a up. dime? Nothing came up, so I'm clearly way I off. I think of a dime probably would have produced some results. Of a dime. What's the stops on a dime? 
stops on a dime. Yeah. At least I found it. Touch of a dime's not a thing. Not Turn a on thing. a dime. Turn, Turn on, on a dime. dime. There you go. That still doesn't really fit. Nope. Nah. Hey, we'll get him next time. You can't win them all. <laughs> but I think that because she was able to remain composed during certain seasons when she did pop off, it landed better. So right. I was like, oh, I actually enjoyed this instead of in the past. It was like every episode was her and Marisol versus somebody. I was like, this is getting really tired. I so. agree. Yeah. Good season for her. We get a quick check-in with Lisa and her mom, and I don't need to talk about this scene, do you? <laughs> no, dude. Because nothing happened. It was just like Lisa getting sympathy and support, yeah, which she she's... does need it, but she has worn out her welcome with me this season. Yeah, and again, if she hadn't done everything that she had done this season, maybe this, maybe this scene would have been a little bit better. It wasn't. Didn't no, care. It, it just wasn't. I just yeah. don't care anymore. Is like the root of it all. I don't care. What and you also know what she was trying to do. She's trying to get sympathy from her mom. She even said, like, I don't get to see you as often. It's great to have you down here. Let's talk about my problems. And that's fine because you are going through some problems. But don't turn it and act like you were in the right the entire time and say, you know, my friends were ganging up on me. They were not. <laughs> they were not. They were not. They were trying they, to help you and you're too far up your own ass. They were tired it. of your ass. Yes. They're, like, no, just don't. Nope. But we get to a scene with Julia and Adriana at Julia's farm. I want to go to Julia's farm. So do I. It looks delightful. I know. It looks really, really nice. It's whimsical. It is. That's yeah. a really good way to put yeah. it. It's a whimsical farm in Florida, and I would like to go. You don't have to do the English accent. I don't even, it doesn't make sense. It became whimsical. Well, I, I feel like whimsical implies a light British accent. Okay. That's witty, fair. whimsical. You're probably not wrong about that, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I like this scene a lot just because it still shows, and I love shining a light on Martina and Julia's relationship. Love their relationship. Their relationship's great. We've seen it go through a lot in the last two years, and they are very good together. Yeah. And the fact that she FaceTimed Martina and had her, Martina didn't even question it. Close your eyes. If I did that to you on a FaceTime, you'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I'm, like, I'm not. Guys. Just turn the camera around when you want to surprise me. Yeah, you psycho. What are yeah, you showing me? <laughs> Seriously. And Martina closed her eyes right away. And there there you go. Little there pig. We, and Houdini. We've got there. a pig. Houdini the pig. But the best part is Martina knew. It's like, yeah, well, you're talking to me about saving money, which means you've spent it elsewhere. So, like, let's see what you bought. And then Martina sees a picture. like, oh, it's so cute. I was like, oh, it works. Rescued a pig. Rescued a pig from a petting zoo. Which, I guess that makes which sense. Which begs the question, what do they do with the animals that don't get rescued at petting zoos? Do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Bacon? Well, you, can probably just go on... <laughs> you can probably just go on uh, on Twitter and find out pretty quickly. No, I don't want to go on Twitter. But this next scene was the most emotional I've ever been watching Bravo. Hands down. Watching Gertie and Russell, and Gertie, as we have discussed, is getting geared up to get her chemo treatment and... She decides that she's going to shave her head preemptively because she wants to be able to control something during this whole thing. Even that line alone got me a little teary-eyed. I was like, wow, this is, it's so real. And that's, I will say that the Gertie journey definitely, definitely made me like this season a lot more. Just because I love watching her and Russell navigate through this thing as a family with the kids. I love watching like Gertie's strength through this whole thing. She is remarkable. And it has been very touching to see this kind of stuff. And to be party to Russell shaving her head, watching her cut off each individual braid and like crying through this whole thing. Because we do know that she is cancer-free now. So to just to be able to see the journey is so touching and emotional and powerful. And I thought that it was amazing how they did it. I'm glad that Bravo just let it play out. They didn't force anything with this 
any time that Gertie was going through some shit, they just put the camera out there. There was no forced shit. So I'm glad they didn't try to do anything with it. But at the same time, I'm glad we were able to be there for it because it, it meant a lot. And I'm sure it, it hit home with a lot, a lot of people watching. Yeah, no, I agree fully. And, and there were times during this season, during the Gertie journey, which you said that I really liked, um, that I felt like we shouldn't be able to watch this. Yeah. Like, this is too real. This is too much insight into somebody's personal life with something that's going on. But at the same time, I also have to remember, Gertie is choosing to show this. And there's something really beautiful about that and the fact that she wanted to show this to millions of people who are going to watch this. A lot of them are going to be able to resonate with this, whether it's somebody that they know that has gone through this or they've gone through it personally. Gertie being able to show that and show essentially her strength through all of it and even obviously you know, the the weaker moments, which everybody's going to have, that's really nice to see. And her relationship with Russell is one of, if not the best relationships, marriages on all of Bravo. I would say it's number one. Yeah. I would say it's the most Could real. be recency bias, but you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? But it's also real. Like, those yeah. scenes are real. Their interactions are real. They're able to have difficult conversations without just, like, wacky arguments. Like, there's some tough combos that we've seen them have with each other, but it's understanding. No mm-hmm. one raises their voice. They have difficult points. The other person hears them out. It's a good relationship. But I will say, Gertie is gorgeous with a shaved head. And not everybody can pull that look nope, off. Okay. That's for sure. Not just women, men too. Like there are a lot of unfortunate bald dudes, and it's probably not their fault. Shit happens. I'm just saying to be able to successfully pull that off is not easy. And she looks stunning. So I loved that whole scene. It was very touching, especially as we know, Gertie has beaten cancer. So just it was just a really nice scene, but difficult scene, but very nice. Moving on, we got Adriana getting ready. And maybe this is, I know why you hate this episode. Because of Adriana. That's not why. That's why why you hate this season. I didn't name it during the- This is why you hate the season. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Because she's thriving and you can't handle it. I don't pay any mind. She's thriving and you can't handle it. Yes. Song sucked. That song did- Stop it. Stop. Stop blazing. Oh my God. There's no way. There is no way that you can say the song sucks. Song is not good. Did you listen to the lyrics? They don't make any sense. That song, when it is remastered, and I don't know. You are right now. You're party to Emilio, just trying to. I do hook think up with that Emilio is trying to slide it. And you're pushing it. I'm not. You're helping. Well, wait a minute. This is your fault. If it's not a one night stand, look, that makes sense for everybody involved. Adriana has been lonely. This is a very, very successful recording artist, producer. You name it. This guy's done it. He's got Grammys. This makes sense. It makes total sense. And you are just rooting for Adriana's downfall. And that makes sense. That's why you hate the season. Wow. I just debunked it. It's not at all. I don't pay those scenes any mind. (laughs) They don't do anything for me. So I just, they just go and I pay attention, I guess. That's why you hate this episode. And then nothing happens. I am literally paid to watch and talk about Bravo. So you, and I get nothing from these scenes. I did. What did you get from it? I got Adriana's story. Just because you hate her doesn't mean everybody hates her. I do, it's not I'm that glad I hate her. I don't I'm glad she's on the come her. up. She's on the come up. I just don't think she does anything Look for me. Response. She doesn't do anything for the show. Look at the response from the... There's, you the response from what? The, response the rest from of what? the women in the group. Oh, yeah. They're cheering on their friends. They're because good they're friends. Saying, this is a big... Objectively speaking... When they're dancing down in Mexico hey, hey, and hey, nobody hey. else just cares. hear me. Yeah, just good hear friends. Me. Hear me. You do this to me, by the way. I know. This is, we don't even have to talk about it. Adriana, and you're like, we're going to do it. I, sometimes I get the gaslight. You're not even gaslighting. I know. It's harder for me to do it. I'm not as good as you are, Addicts. Yeah. I'm not a psycho. But hear me. 
Okay. That having nice. a single. That wasn't nice. Having take a it back. What? That Call me a psycho. psycho? Yeah, take it back. You're not a psycho. Thanks. I don't think you're a psycho. See? You're my psycho. How easy that is? You're my little psycho. That's oh. what you are. <laughs> you dumb blushing. <laughs> Hear me. I was hoping you were going to move on. No, I'm not. <laughs> having a single with Emilio Estefan is a big deal. Period. Whether you like her or not, whether you think the song is good or not, We'll see how it performs that's releasing early this year, so it might already be out. I don't know. Objectively speaking, that's a big deal. So, cool. <laughs> Let's keep going. That's what takes center stage now is it's Adriana's party where she's debuting the song. She's performing on stage. So, we get a very, very obvious foreshadowing here because as they are driving to the show, we get two separate rides and both cars are talking about the same person different issues we get one car with gertie talking about larsa and her lack of sympathy empathy all of that with her situation and spilling the beans about her situation and on the flip side you get julia up in arms about the michael jordan shit agreed we're on the same page there i don't know why they need to dig i think you're right they're just like oh we got something let's push her yeah let's make her talk but when we get to the party we instantly get into the michael jordan thing and Weirdly enough, I agree with you where I agree with Lars where she's like, do you want me to call like Marcus and have him talk to you about this? Because at this point, what am I supposed to say? I don't believe her that she wouldn't be in a relationship if the parents didn't want it. I don't think she gives a fuck about anybody. Oh, no, yeah, I don't think so at all. But I, I just don't know what they want from her here. Like what 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 answer would suffice? I don't know. It, like it's kind of embarrassing. It's it's tough. It's it's embarrassing. And like I get it. Maybe they wanted her to show a little bit of emotion and talk about it and say, yeah, you know, it kind of sucks that his dad doesn't. But like she's not in a position to talk about that. They how long have they even been dating for? And like you're in the limelight, which is you know Lars is used to that, so it's not that big of a deal. But Marcus is telling her, hey, I talked to my dad. He said it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I guess That's where we are. She's probably trying to take, breathe life into it to make it bigger than it is because she's clearly. I don't. I think she's scared of Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think that's I think like that's fair. Some I, I, I don't, don't blame know him. Yeah. I'd be scared of Michael Jordan. He's a very prominent figure and he has a lot of power and a lot of money. I'm always scared of Michael Jordan. <laughs> I want to go. Doesn't even know who I am. I want to go to his golf course very badly. Absolutely. Bruce played there. Did yeah. I tell you that? Yeah, oh, that's so cool. But shout out Bruce. But anyway. This is when Gertie brings up Mexico and says to Larsa, like, I thought that we bonded. We did. We saw them have that really touching moment at the church. And then since then, that's when Larsa went on her podcast and said, one of the castmates bit me. No, she didn't. I mean, yeah, she did. But it's not like a vicious bite. The way that you <laughs> framed it is that she just, like, attacked you and bit you. She gave you, like, a love bite on the arm while you guys were vibing and you brushed it off. You didn't even react. She just went, meh. When it happened. Yeah. Then you take it to the podcast, you frame it a totally different way. It makes the headlines when you two had previously said, let's keep each other's name out of the spot, like out of the press. Let's keep each other's name out of the press. There's no reason that we need to drag each other. I'm going through a whole lot right now. You're my friend. You get that. Larsa. Like we can just, let's be cool, man. Just be cool. Larsa can't do that. No. I actually just realized, not that I'm rooting for them to break up. But if they did break up, we don't have to deal with this fucking podcast anymore. That's a good point. And I have a really bad feeling about this podcast moving forward where Lars is going to use this to talk about things that happen behind the scenes oh, that no. may or may not have happened. And then that's going to be a sticking point for the next couple of years where all of a sudden it's going to be, Lars has said this on her podcast. Let's talk to her about it. I don't want to deal with that because that's a way for Larsa to create 
buzz and storylines for herself and false narratives for herself in this show moving forward. And I know she's going to do that. That's a really good point. And I don't want that to happen. So, yes, I do want them to break up. I didn't even think. I don't care anymore. I'm not. I'm done being nice about Larsa. Michael Jordan, if you're listening, break up your son, yeah. Larsa, please. <laughs> We're on your team. Yeah. But I don't care anymore. And she doesn't deserve anybody to give a fuck because of how she performed this season and how she performed this episode. It was appalling to yeah. watch her navigate through this thing. And it starts in this scene because she starts going after Gertie. Like, Gertie, don't play dumb. Don't play dumb. Like, I can't win with you. Win what, bro? Like, honestly, win what? You are an asshole. You're the one causing all of this. Everything, all the stressors, all of this stupid shit is you. And you can't keep your fucking mouth shut and you keep dragging Gertie's name into it. Don't say that somebody bit you. And then don't play the semantics game and go, I didn't say your name. I didn't say your name. No, you didn't. But you said somebody bit me and we have camera footage of her nibbling on your arm as a friend. And now she makes the headlines after you guys had agreed to not do that. How come you don't nibble on my arm as a friend? I just stop it. I'm not even, I'm not going to bite your arm. I don't want any part. I'm not saying I want you to. I'm just wondering why you don't. Because I don't want to. Not even playfully? No, it's not playful. It's, I don't want to oh, bite okay. you. I don't know where you've been. That's a good point. That's, <laughs> fair. That's a very fair point. No, I, I would actually, there's a phrase that doesn't make any sense in my head, but for Larsa, it makes a lot of sense. She's being like maliciously ignorant. Like that a, that phrase makes no sense by itself, but for Larsa, somehow it works perfectly. Maliciously ignorant makes a lot of sense, and I love that phrase. Does it? Especially in Bravo, yeah. Yeah, yeah all right, that's fair. Like it's being, just like you can be so ignorant. That I'm just trying to figure out like to what extent of ignorance are we at with Larsa at this point? It's intentionally It's intentionally ignorant, ignorant yeah. And she's just playing it up, and I just don't understand it. I didn't understand in the beginning of the season when she outed Gertie's news to all of her friends to try to gain some sympathy from her friends. Very weird move. We talked about that a lot. Now, anymore, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, I can't wrap my head around the way that she's acting and how she's responding to Gertie. Like, you can downplay it. You can apologize. There are so many different things that you can do. To act like that ignorant just doesn't make any sense to me. Makes no No normal human being could do that. And Gertie just says, like, I'm just disappointed. And in the confessionals, the rest of the group agrees. We get Alexia saying, you know, if that was me, I would just say, you're right, Gertie. I'm sorry, Gertie. Nicole saying, you know, maybe not the time and place, Larsa. Like, just like kind of shut up and like reel it in, like back off. But nothing in the scene. And this is multiple times this season. Like, why do you guys clam up when Larsa's doing this? This is the perfect time for three of the other women to stand up and go, Larsa, what the fuck? She has cancer. Shut up. What's the matter with you? Are you a lunatic? How can you make this about yourself? This is the most selfish, crazy behavior we've ever seen. You're yelling at somebody that's about to go through chemo like next week. Are you fucking kidding me? And nobody says a goddamn word. And Larsa has the fucking balls to say, go take care of your health. You're the one making her more stressed out. You're the one causing her extra stress as she's taking on cancer, which it is clinically proven that higher stress leads to bad things. You want her to be as stress-free and rested and careful as possible going through this process so that she can take care of what really fucking matters. That's her life and her family's life. And your head is so far up your own ass and you are so concerned about being vindicated or being right and not being dragged when no one's fucking dragging you except for your stupid self because you can't get out of your own fucking way, to apologize to Gertie, who is nothing but nice and challenges you when you're fucking wrong because you talk shit. 
And then you get caught and you try to backpedal out of it. No one else can fucking stand up and say something. So Gertie has to do it herself until, thank God, Russell comes over and handles it so well. So well, because he doesn't jump off. He just says, have some respect. Have some respect. Don't be disrespectful. And gets his wife out of the situation. And we've seen how some of the dudes respond at other times. And it's not great because they come in too hot. They say the wrong thing. They start insulting other women in the group. Not a great look. Russell handles himself well, gets her out of there, and then he vents. But to just watch this transpire, watch Larsa's smug fucking face as it's happening, as this is playing out, probably how she wants it to play out. Nothing gets accomplished. And now she can play the victim. And I almost fired my fucking remote through the fucking TV when she says, I'm a victim too. I'm sick over this too. Fuck you. Fuck you. Seriously. To compare you having your fucking feelings hurt to a woman battling breast cancer is atrocious. It's fucking appalling. It made me sick to my stomach. I am physically, physically upset. Because of this and because of her and the fact that I know I have to watch this shit again next year and I have to watch fucking Larsa Pippen who can't even change her name back to her fucking surname because she wants to hang on to any bit of relevancy she has by using Scotty Pippen's name. You're not married to him anymore, but you are so afraid to be out of the limelight that you remain a Pippen because you know that that's your only claim to fame. Your only fucking claim to fame in this whole universe is that you married a basketball player. Good for you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Woo! I feel much better. Talk about stress. I Jesus feel so Christ. much better. I feel like I just took a big old poop. Oh, my God. Like a Sunday morning. Yeah, it's been a while. That one, I, look. And you yeah. enjoyed this episode? It didn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude. It just was. It really was sad. It's sad to watch. I can't wrap my head around how... A human being could have that kind of thought process. I think that's why I get so frustrated. Like, you know me. When I, The most frustrating things to me are when I can't put logic to it. When I can't understand why, yeah. that's when I get, like, crazy. Because I'm like, this makes no sense. It's so simple. It's so obvious. And yet you can't do this for somebody? Somebody that you're, you quote, think, unquote, friends with? Do you think she's playing it up for the show? Maybe. There's, there's got to be some, like, level, some degree of but No, that. see, you're trying to use logic again. You're trying to use logic for somebody that's illogical. Yeah, but I'm not as emotional, so I'm okay. No, you're not. You're not. That is true. I, I just, I cannot believe. Like, I was at an eight before she said the victim thing. I went from eight to, to 20 out of 10 when she said the victim thing. I was like, that's so upsetting. Like, Gertie has to watch part this. Part of me wants to watch that with you. Like, relive that moment and watch you do that. You don't. And another part of me says, absolutely not. You don't. Because at least my own life. when I'm alone, <laughs> I can just be like, I just sit there and simmer. I just, like, stew on. I don't, I don't yell. I maybe will throw a notebook, but I don't yell. If I'm alone, I'm quiet. If you're there, I, you know I'm going to jump up off the couch and be like, what the fuck? And this you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, do you believe this? And when I don't react, you're going to be like, you don't have fucking pain. Yeah, you're not even watching the you on your phone. Show. And you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm just not emotional. <laughs> and we wonder how Xbox controllers get broken in this house. Yeah, what are you going to do that for? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're outing me right now. I know, I know. Dickhead. My Xbox controller, this one has lasted a very yeah, long time. Yeah, you're okay now, yeah. Nah, if you look at it, there's... there's um, Some cracks. There's tape on it. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely tape on it. But I've gotten better. I told you, that's, I don't throw them. I, I 
I, I know. And you just did that. If you're watching YouTube, you could see Steel when he <laughs> talks about how he's simmering. It's this. It's this. Yeah. But any woo. Any woo. I was going to say any way and any who. Any woo. Any woo. Any woo. Oh, man. Hold on. I need to take a deep breath. That really got me fired. I'm a hot little potato right now. But I did appreciate that we get the confession with, with Alexia after this scene in which she's like, you know, if this was me, I would just agree with anything. And I think that is, and we talked about it already, but like that's the correct response to this. And yeah. that's what I would imagine most people would do. That's, I guess, why I'm so baffled and upset by it is, again, I, I just doesn't track. I don't understand. But of course. But it's good to see that somebody else at least understands yeah, on the how show, it's going. It, like, you get to see that and you're like, okay, all right, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Too crazy. Not too crazy. I'm not too crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that somebody else on the show can resonate with that. But of course, of course, who comes to Lars's defense? Who's got her back immediately? Victim number two. Victim number two. <laughs> it's Lisa. Lisa, out of fucking left field, comes in and goes, oh, she was joking. Whoa, and my blood started boiling again. That's just, that's, that's just, not even ignorance. That's just stupidity. She just, had no idea what was going on. She's like, she, we're still talking about the biting thing. She was just joking. You don't get it, Lisa. You haven't been over here. You have no, you just got here. And you don't pay attention to anybody or anything no. unless you hear your name. So what are you doing? Go back over there and pretend to care about something else. Go talk to Jody. Like, we don't give a fuck. Lisa should just be taking a backseat at this point. You've had a very rough season. Yeah, terrible. You kind you showed up late. You're not mixing it up. Just stay out of it. Yeah. Just, just go over somewhere else. Maybe spend some time with your boyfriend talking about not your ex-husband. Yeah, maybe try that for a little bit. Try while. that for a little See bit. How See how that, that goes. Feels. Like, just fuck off. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Go away. And for her to go chasing after Gertie, too, it's just like... It, thank God Russell was there because Seriously. Russell between Russell and Nicole getting down there and saying, "Look, I will Kiki, talk. Kiki step. I will too. talk to Gertie when she's ready. You know what you have to do." And I love this line from Nicole too when she goes, "I'm I'm her real friend. I'm her actual. <laughs> friend. I'm her actual friend. I know how to handle these situations. Let her calm down for a few minutes, and then I'll go and talk to her. You get the fuck out of yeah, here. Stop trying to save face yeah. because you stuck your foot in your mouth again. Just fuck off. Yep. I'm saying the F word a lot. Simple tonight. as that. You yeah. really are." I've gotten better too. Listen, I just I can't help it. I was grandma listening to this. She does. I'm sorry, Gaggy. Yeah, she does listen to this, and she doesn't get mad at the cuss words. She gets mad when I have bad grammar. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> she'll she's send. she's really gonna like the uh, the and touch he, on a dime. Yeah, touch on a dime. I'll probably she'll text me things and like pretty much call me dumb without because she'll say like I know you're not dumb. Yeah, like you know it's not this. And I'm like I she didn't. Like, didn't you go moment. to school for English? I was an English major at Ohio State. Yeah. 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 See how that panned out. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. You know what you can do with an English degree? Either go to law school or teach English. So I didn't really pick a great major. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to be a lawyer. And I don't want to teach English. There's a third option. It's podcasting and make up words. I do that more. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah. A, I've not done anything with I have we'll my get a word. We'll get a new word in the dictionary at some point. For what? I don't know. We'll make something up. Oh, you mean one of our dumb yeah. words is going to... what Avulsion. Let's push that one. Let's push... That wasn't ours. Avulsion. That's not ours. Uh, any woo? Who's this? I want to get who's this Who's this needs to get in there, yeah. I think also that's... Also not ours. No. Oh, damn. Yeah. This is harder than I thought. A lot of stolen valor. Yeah. Yeah, we're... Oof. <laughs> we got to be more we already original. did a hoorah in the episode. Yeah, you did yeah, a hoorah. You could have done a Pacino hoorah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would have been that. <laughs> Again, still stolen valor, but yeah. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. 
Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Uh, but the next thing I need to talk about apparently, so I number my scenes. That's how I get through this is like huh? scene one. And I'll, I'll write where they are and who's in the scene and I'll take my notes. This one has no notes underneath it. Um, it's just number 13. Nicole's dad has a big boner, which he does. He's, he's, he's at full mass. a little Viagra, you know, that's before. What I, literally what I thought. Yeah, I, like, I probably think probably took a little blue pill. But don't worry, dude, because now we get Adriana's performance. And it's called Muevelo, which I believe means move it. And I thought it was, I did think it was good. I've heard songs like this, especially when I lived in Florida. Like, I could definitely, whether you liked it or not, you could definitely hear this song on the radio, especially in Miami. Like, I do think it's a bop, and I think that because Emilio Estefan's tied in, it's a bigger deal than you give it credit. That's all I'm saying. I think that's why I poke the bear so much, is because you try to, like, play it down. It is a big deal. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe it is. You will never comment on it. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it literally drives Look, me crazy. Look, I, I, I am not, like, I'll be a big enough guy right now. If I was at a bar in somewhere like near Miami or whatever, Fort Lauderdale, and it came on, and I didn't know what it was, I would probably like nod my head a little bit. But there's subtitles on, and I get to see what the lyrics say, and it's also Adriana. It's a shit song. <laughs> it's just not a good song. It makes no sense. Whatever. And that's not like a Spanish to English type of thing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, whatever. But. That pretty much wraps up the show. Uh, we get like the check in with everybody. It's all stuff that we already know. You know, Kiki's got a new man. There's that, and she is not telling anybody who it is. Nope, and rightfully should... so. Good for her. Don't do it. Yep. Don't bring him into it. You don't need to. You protect that relationship. So hopefully it goes well. But we did find out that Julia and Martina, now that they are cancer free, now that Martina's beaten cancer, they are thinking about potentially adopting again. So I'm curious if that'll come back in next season. But the biggest thing, the biggest send-off that we get is Gertie, after 127 days, got to ring the bell. And if you know anybody that's gone through it, if you've gone through it yourself, that bell means a lot. So I actually cried during that scene. Full-blown tears. How many times did you cry this episode? Twice. Okay. Both Gertie's. When she shaved her head, what I was... about rage cry? Did you get a rage cry during No, I don't rage cry. Uh, no, I'm not a rage crier. We're, I'm, we'll get you there. No, you won't. If I flip my switch, I just get mad. <laughs> not, okay. Right. Not teary-eyed. But with with both Gertie scenes, I actually like ugly cried, and in the shaving scene, I ugly cried. But I was alone, so you know I got to. I don't think you're an ugly crier. I don't think I've seen you cry. Uh, you've definitely seen me get teary eyed. But no, like when they start, when tears start coming down, like actually running down my cheek, that's yeah. when it, it gets a little ugly. Okay. So I ugly cried during the the shaving scene, and then this scene, I just got 
there was a couple of tears, but it was just, it was powerful. I'm glad that they shared this journey. It's a very personal journey. They didn't have to let us in as much as they did. And I'm thrilled that they did because I'm sure that this hit home with a lot of people. And it's just an inspiring story to watch and to watch her be so strong through this whole thing. I think that's why I enjoyed the ride so much only because she never faltered. Like even when she was in bed, we still saw her with her kids and still be able to find positivity in this whole thing. And I think that it's such a great message to share with everybody in the world because we all either know somebody that's gone through cancer or is currently going through it or maybe you yourself are going through it and to see somebody do it not only with grace but with strength and confidence has to give other people out their confidence as well so i'm yeah. just grateful for that i would agree with all of that but that wraps us up let me give a oh no we got three more yeah we got three more i don't need to i don't need to waste them well here's the thing though you feel good about the barrels right now it's a three-part reunion. I know, and there's not enough. Not feel there's not enough to it. talk about for yeah, three parts. It's... This is going to be one that they didn't need three. I do believe that one, one... Maybe you stretch it to two, but one would have been perfect. Yeah, I think one would have been phenomenal. I think two only because you can use one episode, a majority of it, to discuss Gertie's, obviously, and uh, you can also touch on... Like, more of the sentimental stuff, I you guess. Can, I mean, honestly, you, yeah. All right, so and then two, the second one's be Lisa and whatever. Give me, give me one where you just check in with everybody because a lot of a lot of them have been up to a lot yeah. since filming wrapped. Mm -hmm. So you started with Gertie, going into Nicole's pregnancy, yep. check in with uh, Julie and Martina, see where they are in the adoption thing. Nicole losing her father. Nicole losing her father. There's, there's enough there that's happened since filming wrapped that you can get into all of that right away. And save the Lisa and then Larsa shit for episode two. Yeah. But now nah, they're going to... I will hate watch. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a rage That's watch be a for me. One, yeah. Maybe I will rage cry during that one. Maybe, Maybe you get you your will. wish. Who knows? Who knows? But let's get some questions. But up first, let's dive in with YYC Chick. No question, just Larsa is the worst. Like the absolute worst. Thank you. Thank you. I just you need to... very right. 100% right. Up next from Brian 04... I'm sorry, Brina. I said Brian, and it is not. It's Brina0464. Delivered all season. How are the ratings not higher? What's your... I know that you, you didn't have It is have weird because take, it's but... on the same night as Beverly Hills, so... Yeah, they don't get a lot of overlap, it looks like. I guess not. I don't know. We're not I, I really sure. don't. Maybe Bravo's not doing a good, good enough job promoting it. I think that maybe my only real theory I would have on it is... You know, they did pause for, what, five, six, seven years? Could be that. I, I'm actually, I'm trying to think because we don't, I mean, we don't watch a lot of the shows live, but like even on Peacock and when we do watch them live, I don't see any Miami commercials at all. Like it's usually, point. it's honestly, it's usually not even the housewife shows. Like they'll just show like Soho a lot. They'll show VPR a lot. They'll show Summer House a lot. They don't really promote any of the Yeah, the I don't get a lot shows, of Miami so ones. I'm really confused about that, but I think that's probably part of it. There's enough buzz, though. Like, the people that do watch it do tweet about it. They put things on social media all the time. So, I don't know. I really don't understand. I think next year you'll see a, an uptick because they did have a solid season. And that's two solid seasons in a row after being on pause. So, I bet that Bravo will probably pick up the marketing and hopefully push it a bit more. Because I agree. It deserves more attention than it gets. From Marissa and Palma. Demote Lisa and Larsa to friends of and give Adriana and Kiki full-time spots. Kiki, 100%, yes. Yeah, I agree with that. If, if she's willing to share, though. Like, that's the other thing from Kiki this season. 
there have been a lot of conversations with her where she openly just says, I don't want to tell you guys what I'm doing. Is that because she's a friend of? Like, do you think no, I think, she's, giving, I think she's a personal person. If you think that they gave her the full-time contract, she'd be like, all right, now I'll let you in. I mean, she'd have to. She, she will have to, to to maintain a full... I, I think she deserves it overall. I think that she lives a very interesting life. I think that her backstory is incredible. And obviously, you know, she lives the life of a model. Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't you want to see more of that? Definitely be interesting. As far as Adriana goes, I thought she was already full-time. She's friend of? Uh, Adriana's friend of, yeah. Uh, no, you give the next full-time spot to Marisol because she is a friend of and that she's done enough and she gets enough camera time that it's already weird that she's not a friend of or, I mean, a full-time. So I think that the correct answer would be, in my opinion, would be Marisol and Kiki promoting them. I'm 1,000% down with demoting Lisa. Unfortunately, as much as I fucking despise her, I don't think you can keep yeah, Larsa down. She does enough. She does enough. You could demote Adriana, too. You could demote Adriana. Yeah, that's she's not a friend of. No, right? demoted off the show. Oh, off the show? <laughs> Whatever. From Lauren Hutchinson, can we agree that Russell is the best house husband this network has ever seen? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I yeah. think he's phenomenal. <laughs> From Myra isn't back. Once actually divorced, do you think Lisa will stop talking about Lenny? No chance. Zero. She's going to complain about... The kids, she'll complain about the house, and everything will tie back to Lenny. Uh, 100% agree. And Which I is also, exactly what Lenny wants. I don't think that she has the wherewithal to like move past it. I think that she's lashed herself onto it so much that she thinks it's pushing the needle, and she's going to die on that hill. She's going to die on the Lenny yeah. hill. Hopefully she does the Monday morning quarterback, watches the whole season, realizes that people did not like that. Or, at the very least, during the reunion, hopefully the questions that are selected by Andy and his team say, hey, Lisa, shut up about Lenny. We saw a clip of her losing her shit at the reunion, and I would imagine that is 100% in response to somebody challenging it. Yeah. And she just, she can't, she's like Larsa in in the regards that they can't hear what other people are saying. Yeah, that's true. We've seen Lisa have a full-blown conversation with Marisol, and at the end of it say, what, who are we talking about? And that was in regards to Marisol getting remarried or renewing her vows over in Scotland, a big deal to her. I also love that they're not traditionally married. Yeah, they I know. never knew their vow. What kind of Gen Z shit is that? <laughs> like, that's got to be like the new thing to do, and Marisol's been doing it. Hey, say what you will, but seeing her relationship with that dude and her kids, her husband and her kids, yeah, her husband's kids, I, all look genuine. Everyone seemed to like each other. I, I like that home life. I'm actually, I wish we could see more of that from Marisol. It's interesting that we even see that to begin with as a friend of. But. Yeah. Well, that's my whole point with her. She's not a friend of. She gets more camera time than half the cast. Like, point. I don't get it. But maybe she's cool with just being a friend of. Who knows? We've done but. a complete 180 on Marisol. And Alexia. That's what yep. I was saying. I give them Very both true. props for the season because they show different sides. And that's, you gotta love it. When you gotta get love it. new sides to Housewives, when they let you in to different aspects of their life, it goes a long way. It goes a long way, Larsa and Lisa. It goes a long way. That's it. I'm not going to yell anymore. Okay. I feel better Good. now. You got any other questions? No, nothing else that I can see. Looks like uh, everybody agrees, though. Uh, Rachel Mickles. Larsa's the worst. Who is worse, Tom Sandoval or Larsa? It's still Sandoval, but very close. Very, it's, it's getting dangerously close. It's dangerously close, which is shocking. Just shocking. It's hard but. to do. Anywho, make sure you get those tickets to our live show. 
next week, Wednesday night. Make sure you go buy those tickets ASAP because, like I said, there's not a ton left and it is rapidly approaching. So go buy those tickets. Come hang out with us. Make sure you get your tickets to D.C. May 3rd, Union Stage, Friday night. You have no excuse. Same with Boston, June 14th, City Winery, small venue, only 70 seats. Make sure you get those sooner than later so you do not miss out. Don't want to miss out. Get them ticks, bruh. Them ticks, bruh. But other than that, you got anything else? Nope. Brav bros are out of here. Yep. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.